What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for a podcast edition of the AEW Insider. Tonight, we got a heck of a show. We've got pretty much no WWE news. It's pretty much all AEW and some random news, but it's really good. We got my full card and predictions for full gear, unless they add any matches. We got some Cody Rhodes news. Uh, what you call it, some AEW news, FTR news, uh, Impact, Re- not, well, not Impact Wrestling, but it pertains to it. A star from Impact's already done with the company and moved on. I mean, we got a lot, a lot of stuff to cover. It's a good show. We're very, very close to getting 300 subs on YouTube. Last time I checked, this 295, but we'll get to that to the end of the show. We're having a giveaway where you can win a WWE Elite Fiend action figure. And if, when we hit 300 subs, we'll be giving that away. But anyway, I'm rambling on already. Let's get to some AEW news. Well, a pic of the old WWE's Thunderdome ban list surfaced online the other day. That's when they ban people for various reasons. You don't even have to do anything bad. If they don't like you, blah, 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 they can ban you. But since the pic was taken, <clears throat> excuse me, Fans got to see some people who were banned on the screen. On the list, none other. On the list, there was none other than AEW's The Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. So the Young Bucks actually went and made a shirt that says "banned," and it has both of their faces pixelated out, and they are selling like hotcakes. Way to turn a negative into a positive, boys. Now, the FTR feels that their buildup to their match against the, against the Young Bucks this Saturday is not what they thought it would be. While speaking with WrestleTalk, they had this to say. For so long, professional wrestling has kind of bastardized tag team wrestling, and it's been put on the back burner, said Harwood. We're hoping that this isn't the pinnacle of tag team wrestling. We hope it's the beginning of the build for a tag team wrestling to show how important that tag team wrestling is, to show the integral part of tag team wrestling of what it can be. To get to your question, the build hasn't been exactly what I hoped it would be, and maybe we won't main event. And maybe we won't main event full gear, but we are going to guarantee goddamn T that no one on that show could follow us after there's nothing left standing. And that's what Wheeler said. Those fans are going to be so spent, and the people watching at home are going to be so exhausted that we are going to be on our last legs, so that people know without a shadow of a doubt that this is and what will be the best tag team match they are ever going to see. Now, Cody was on Twitter saying that the AEW TNT title is the most important title. Well, none other than John Moxley saw it and, excuse me, or it was shown to him, and he had this to say. Moxley responded by saying, that's why I don't do Twitter. Whatever, dude. I'll classify that statement by him as an accurate. That's why I don't play Twitter games. Now, speaking of Cody, he might actually get a win with his ongoing trademark war he's been having with WWE. And if he does, it's a big one. As as I've reported for years, Cody has been trying to snatch up any trademarks related to his family. Well, WWE just canceled renewing his name a.k.a. Cody Rhodes. So this gives Cody an opportunity to finally get his full ring name back. We wish you the best of luck, bro. That name belongs to your family, and you go get him, man.
Uh, Miro actually did an interview on Talk is Jericho, and he discussed his unhappiness with WWE and how he felt that he was unsuccessful there. <clears throat> Pardon me. Now, tonight was dynamite. There were some good matches in the first hour. I uh, somewhat, excuse me, some of what happened I actually have sprinkled into my full gear predictions. So you'll get to hear a lot of what happened on Dynamite in there. Uh, Team T Taz came out in the show at the end of the first hour, and they're pissed because they're not on the card for the pay-per-view, and they actually did make some very valid points. Later in the show, Pac cut a promo declaring he's back. It was very cool. It seems he lost his mind while he was being off and isolated for seven months. It was a calmed pop dressed normal sitting on the couch while a numerous angry pox in full gear were around him screaming and shouting. It was a well done promo and I saw but when I saw that they did announce his return a full date a few days ago, majority of people on social media responded in a pretty much who gives a fuck attitude. So let's hope Pop comes back. In would have it comes back in AEW in a big way because he's a huge talent. And the way his uh, promo went tonight, I think he will. Uh, the Butcher and the Blade attacked Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall during an interview backstage. Uh, they cut a vignette for an upcoming Hangman and Kenny Omega match. And in the background, they had Cinderella's You Don't Know What You Got Until It's Gone playing throughout, which was hilarious. Uh, towards the end of the show, Darby Allen also had a great black and white vignette to highlight his full gear match. It was shot in black and white with some, excuse me, Ramones type music in it, and it was very good. And to finish off the night, it was the Dark Order versus the Gun Club and Cody Rhodes. Uh, Chris Jericho was doing commentary, and he said, why well, at one point he said Cody, he even said Cody Rhodes after, and it was really, really good to hear him say that. Uh, Darby Allen was watching from the nosebleed section. He reminded me of Sting with the makeup and the spotlight on him, and he was all up high. Um, so glad John Silver got to shine and, and show off a little bit in the ring. He's definitely doing great work in the ring and on being the elite and plus on his social media. In the end, though, the team of Cody at one. Uh, Silver went to attack some of them with a chair from behind, but Orange Cassidy came out, and they got into it real quick because they're going to actually be fighting on Saturday. Saturday night at full gear, which we will get you. Uh, after all the smoke clear, Cody actually put Darby Allen over and the show went off the air. All right, peeps, don't go away. I got the full card and predictions for a full gear Saturday night, plus some great wrestling stories. We'll be right back. All right, peeps, welcome back. Remember, stick around to the end of the show to find out how you can win a WWE Elite Fiend action figure. So let's move on to Full Gear. That's AEW's pay-per-view. It takes place this Saturday, November 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Here's the current card and my predictions. On the buy-in show, there will be the NWA Women's Champion, Serena Deeb, versus Dark Order's Allison Kay. Now, Allison Kay is fucking awesome, especially jo after joining the Dark Order. Before that, with her stupid Zantana, whatever, uh, magician gimmick, it was lame. But now she's vicious, and her segment with the boys kick ass. In reality, she should win, but this is the second or third NWA title defense in the company, and I doubt she's going to lose it so soon. But keep an eye out for Dark Order's Allison Kay, though. She will have some type of gold around her waist sometime soon. I'm still going to go with Allison Kay. 
We also have Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. Now, there isn't a lot of hype to this match. I'm a huge mark for both of them. They're both great, and they're great workers, and they're also very entertaining. But I think Silver is due for some kind of push, so I'm going to go with John Silver. Next up, we have the Elite Deletion match, which is Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Now, this match should be decent. I don't think it'll be anything spectacular. I feel it will be at the start of the card somewhere. I do want Sammy to win because I love heels, but I feel that Hardy will get revenge for that nasty spill onto the concrete that they had at the pay-per-view a few months back. Uh, Hardy interrupted a tag match between Ortiz and Sammy versus MJF and Warlow on Dynamite. It gave MJF's team the win. As much as I think Matt is going to win, I'm actually going to go with Sammy. Uh, later, when Private Party was coming out for a, a match, Matt Hardy escorted them out, and Sammy Guevara came out from backstage and beat Matt Hardy on the stage that left. Those two legit were going at it all night. But like I said, I'm going to go with Sammy Guevara on this one. I always go for the underdogs and also the heels. Well, we also have the AEW TNT Championship up for grabs, which is the defending champion Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allin. Now, Darby is great. People love him. They want to see gold around his waist. He and the TNT title would be a perfect belt right now for him. Uh, to be on TV every week, a.k.a. give the fans what they want. But Cody just returned. His John Cena Open Challenge gimmick is hotter than ever, and I just don't see him losing it this soon. So I got to go with Cody Rhodes. We also have the AEW Women's Championship up for grabs, which is the defending champ Hakora Shida versus Nyla Rose. Now, Shida has been a great champ. I, for one, have never been a fan, and I've been wanting her to pass that strap, but I can't take her from her. She's been pretty good. Now, Nyla is a beast, and her and Vicky Guerrero's little team up together are on fire. I feel that Vicky will interfere and give Nyla the opening to become a two-time AEW Women's Champion. So I'm going to go with Nyla Rose. We also have the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament final match. Whoever wins this goes for the AEW belt next. We have Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. Now, this will be a good match. Uh, if it would, Excuse me. If this was at the start of AEW or a few months back before, I would say that Hangman Page is going to take this. They wanted him to be the first AEW champion and the face of the brand. Well, I don't know what, less than six months ago and a little longer. Uh, time has changed, though. Omega is making a heel turn. He's bringing this cleaner gimmick to AEW. Even though it's nowhere as good as his New Japan Pro Wrestling cleaner gimmick, I don't see Omega losing and losing the momentum that he has built up. So I got to go with Kenny Omega. We also have La Champion, Chris Jericho versus MJF. Now this match is going to be awesome. These two are the best heels in the company right now and in a lot of wrestling promotions. I really don't even think MJF wants to be in the inner circle. I see him winning and the inner circle turns on him and uh, what you call it and jumps him. 
or uh, what you call, I see the inner circle turning on him and jumps him, and maybe even Wardlow is in on it, and he turns on MJF and joins up with the inner circle. Or after his tag match on Dino, excuse me, or I see, uh, excuse me, I'm all fucking losing myself and getting ahead. And then um, I also could see that MJF wins, and then he goes to join the inner circle, and they act like they played him, like, haha, we were never going to let you in, and they beat the shit out of him. But that Wardlow heel turn could be coming soon, because, uh, uh, what you call it? Uh, MJF disrespected Warlow pretty bad in the promo a couple, I don't know, a little bit over a month and a half, two months ago. I don't think Warlow f- forgot that, and I know they want him to go on the singles run, so you don't know. Who knows? But of course, I gotta go with my dog MJF. We also have the AEW Tag Team Championship up for grabs, which is the FTR versus the Young Bucks. On Dynamite tonight, the Young Bucks said if they lose, they would not wrestle for the tag titles ever again. That is a bold statement. And so far, uh, excuse me, AEW sticks with that. Cody Rhodes went and said he'll never go for the AEW world title if he lost. And he did, and he hasn't done it yet. So, I mean, they stick with it somewhat. Uh, FTR definitely gets the raw end of the deal. They were swooned to spot sign with AEW. They were handed the belts a little after they arrived. Their reign has not been as long as uh, I think they wanted it to be. You heard they were complaining about the build-up to the match earlier. And I don't think they're going to have those belts after Saturday night. The Young Bucks took on Private Party later in AEW uh, Dynamite, and they did win after a very hard-fought victory. FTR came out and attacked them. They went to smash Matt's knee between the steel chair until Hangman and Omega came out to help them, and they got into a little altercation, but it was nothing serious. It was light. But anyway, I got to go with the Young Bucks to take those tag belts. All right, and finally, we do have the I Quit match for the AEW Championship, which is John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. Now, this match will be great. On Dynamite, Kingston and Moxley came out to go face-to-face in a promo, and they were hitting each other with everything they could think of, but Moxley was really in charge. They trash-talked so bad it was not funny. Uh, they had was a stipulation they couldn't hit each other because if they did, they wouldn't have the match Saturday. So they didn't hit each other. Kingston was pissed. He wanted them to knock him out. Moxley was talking hella shit and even brought Kingston's mother into it. It was a fucking great promo, and it definitely propelled their story. They're going to beat the piss out of each other Saturday night with a lot of emotion and storytelling mixed in. But in the end, I feel John Moxley will retain and keep his AEW title. All right, peace. We got to take a break real quick to pay the bills. When we get back, we got some great random wrestling news, and then we'll wrap up the show. All right, peeps, it's time to finish up the show. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube, on the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, as in the number one. And stick around to the end of the episode to find out how you can win the WWE Elite Fiend action figure. Now, I said that this show really didn't have any WWE news. I almost had a whole show with no WWE news. Even though that Thunderdome thing was WWE, the company doing it, it was about the Young Bucks, really. But uh, before I started recording this on NXT, and I'm a fan of Shotzi Blackwell and definitely the storyline between her and Robert Stone with the tank. Well, her tank was smashed and destroyed tonight by Candice Ray. So just throwing that out there. There's your WWE news. Now, on the random wrestling and sporting news. Unless you have been living under a rock, you have had to see the numerous pokes, pics, and tweets by Carl Anderson's hot Asian wife. 
And I don't mean to call her hot Asian white, but he calls her that and always does himself. She actually caught him cheating on her in some capacity. She wrote cheater and liar and what have you all over his face with black marker while he was sleeping. It took pics and posted it online. It was followed by a bunch of other online posts about him cheating as well. Well, Anderson finally responded about the situation, and this is what he had to say. He said, all is well. Everything in our personal household was dealt with privately, swiftly, respectfully, and is completely resolved. It is a completely resolved issue. I appreciate the love and support of our friends and fans worldwide for my entire family. My hashtag hot Asian wife and myself are considering this gimmick. That got completely out of hand as case closed. Won't make any more comments on it. Thanks. So I don't know. I don't know if it was really a gimmick or he's playing it off or what. It could have been for talking chop mania, but his wife was going buck wild online. Who knows? Uh, XECW legend New Jack has a son literally named Washington Heights, and the son is a drag queen. New Jack found this out a while ago and disowned him. Well, the news got out that New Jack denied this. Uh, when the news got out, New Jack denied disowning his son. Well, while speaking of Wrestling Inc., his son Washington gave some insight on the situation. To, he, on the situation, I'm like watching the hint of that. On the situation, he said, I have not heard from him directly, but I have heard things that he's had to say about what I allegedly put on the internet. I know he reached out to my sister and had some not nice things to say about me. And then I find out that Vice reached out to him for a comment on the article and he watered down everything and said, there's been a couple of Instagram accounts who posted things and tagged him in it. So he was denying it. As he said something like that, don't tag me in this silly shit. Like I said in this in the article, I wanted to get a reaction out of him. I wanted to see if he could possibly, if excuse me, if we could possibly, best case scenario, talk things out and work on our relationship. But from the Facebook Live that he did, which Vice censored, he said there's a lot of things with my name on it, and you little faggot motherfucker, you're not my son. You're a bitch. Once he said that, I was like, okay, so I know where he stands. But he still never reached out to me directly. I've had people send me that video and be like, hey, just so you know, he said this. And I'm like, well, it doesn't surprise me. That's real, real fucking sad shit, man. I only got one kid and my kid is my, fucking my life. If she fucking was a lesbian, fucking did fucked up shit, if she killed somebody within reason, like her life's on the line or whatever, man, I'd have her back. I love my kid. So that's fucked up. How are you going to name the kid Washington Heights New Jack and then just fucking dump him? <laughs> it's fucked up. All right. When EC3 got let go from WWE and he was asked by everybody where he was going to go next, he pretty much said he was wide open and wanted to work at numerous places. Well, he actually is backing up what he said. His stint at Impact Wrestling is done and now he's with ROH and won't be at least until the end of the year. We got to wait and see where he's going to go next or where he chooses to call home. It would be great to see him over in New Japan Pro Wrestling in some capacity also. All right, peace. Well, that's it for this episode. Remember, we're just five subs away, five subs away from 300, uh, what you call it. And we're going to have that WWE Elite Fiend giveaway. 
I will be out of town for my daughter's birthday. So if we do hit a 300 subs, I will do the drawing when I get back. But we're going to do it. It's going to probably hopefully happen within the next couple of days. And then it's awesome. Then at that video, too, I'm actually going to announce what the next drawing is for when we hit 500 subs. And I think it's fucking awesome. So remember to stick in. You can actually win the Elite Finger figure, figure, figure one or two ways. You can go to our Facebook under the AEW Insider and uh, just join our Facebook group. Or you can go to uh, excuse me, YouTube under the AEW Insider. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Besides that, like, share, and comment on any video. So you can join our Facebook or do those things on YouTube. And within a week, you will be entered to win a WWE Leap Fiend action figure. So definitely go to YouTube, share the shit out of our videos, like it, so we can fucking get the subs up. And plus, we can get more fans and I can bring you more content. Uh, show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, as in the number one. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of the AEW Insider. Ciao, peeps.